name's Jonathan Nato, and I'm a blind guy. I'm Humad Zaidi, and I have a physical disability. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. It is. Today, Jonathan, I'm going to take you somewhere where you have no idea where we're going. Okay, here we go. We're, we're going in blind here. Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> going in blind here. Um, I am going to talk about one of the times that I saw somebody die in front of my eyes. Oh, man. Crazy. Not too funny, but certainly poignant and eye-opening. Yeah, no, definitely. For, for those people that listen to this podcast, you know, we did one called Death Becomes Him a few podcasts ago, several podcasts ago, on how I saw a young man named Ryan die in front of my eyes when I was 16. Yeah. So this happened about seven or eight years later. Okay, okay. I was at Cal State Northridge. As a supervisor of the radio show, um, you know, for the alternative show at the radio station. And one very smart, smart, smart young woman that was my friend, Kieran, we decided to go on. I don't really think it was a date. It was kind of like a, I have nothing better to do, so I'll (laughs) hang out with you for a couple of hours. Yeah. And I remember it was Christmas Eve. Okay. And I think... Kieran was Jewish, so she didn't celebrate Christmas, okay. which is why she could hang out with me. Yeah. Right? So, to me, it was kind of sort of a maybe we go on a date. To her, I just think she was hanging out. Yeah. Right? So, we go to Chili's on campus for dinner. We have a nice conversation. Things are flowing. Things are well. And then after that, we go, hey, let's go see the Christmas lights. Because, you know, around the area, people would put up lights. Yeah. Right? But it wasn't fully dark yet. It was uh, just dusky. Okay. Right? It was like the magic hour. We get in my car, and we're driving. We get to a stop sign, and a stoplight. And Jonathan, the weirdest thing happened, man. It was like slow motion in the sense that it happened in front of our eyes, and I could not believe I was watching what was happening. Mm. You know what happened? I'm, I'm hoping you don't say your date died in your car. That did not happen. Okay, that's good. <laughs> Clearly, thank God, that did not happen. As we're at a stoplight, and I'm looking at Karen, and she's looking at me, and I'm trying to get my left hand on the steering wheel. Yeah. Which I can drive momentarily with my left arm, right? Yeah. I'm trying to get my left hand to grip the steering wheel so I can try to hold Karen's hand with my right hand. Yeah. So I'm reaching over to her hand, and she's actually kind of allowing me to hold it. Yeah. Just as that's happening, this sedan, older sedan, like a goldish, Chevy Chevelle-ish type car. Mm-hmm barrels through a four-way stop and just T-bones this woman. Oh, man. Hard. Hard. He hits her so hard, her car rolls. Man. And this is right in front of our eyes. Yeah. Right, right there, right? So my heart drops. Obviously, Karen stops holding my hand. Right. <laughs> that, that moment's over. <laughs> Not just that. That whole budding relationship is over. You can't be with a dude that you shared that with. Uh, that is, anyway, 
So I gulp, she screams, we look directly in front of us, and the car is completely upside down. Man. And all I see is the woman's head laying back in the driver's seat. Yeah. And you know when you talk and you don't know that you're actually verbalizing? Mm. I, I, was, I thought I was talking to myself inside of my head, but apparently I was being verbal. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, she's dead. Right? Yeah. And Karen's like, you don't know that. You don't know that. Let's get out and help. And we we weren't the only ones, obviously. A lot of people saw this. Yeah, yeah. We get out of the car, and the guy that hit her, mm. this is a memory I will never, ever forget. The guy that hit her barrels out of his car, runs over to her, starts screaming. Now, remember, her car's upside down. Yeah. And she's still in the driver's seat upside down. Yeah. He starts yelling at her through the window, and then he starts kicking in her driver's side window, calling her a bitch and telling her that she just ruined his life. Oh, my goodness. Seriously, man. Wow. I thought you were like, he was screaming, he's kicking in the window like, let me help you get out, you know, let, let, let me save you. This guy was unbelievably drunk. Man. Was kicking in her window saying, you ruined my life, you ruined my life, you ruined my life. And at the time, I had a huge, huge Motorola cell phone. (laughs) Yeah. Back when they were like $2 a minute to call. Yeah, yeah. Right? And Karen's like, do you have your phone? I'm like, I do. So I flipped it open. I still remember it was a flip phone with big green digits on the screen. (laughs) Right? Seriously. Yeah. yeah. And this is way before smartphones, obviously, right? Yeah. So I'm calling 911. Obviously, I wasn't the only person. Other people were calling 911. And this guy was big, overweight. Scruffy beard, kind of like mine that I'm trying to grow right now. I've never grown a beard, but I'm trying this week. Oh, nice, nice. (laughs) So, scruffy beard, and he looked drunk. He was obviously drunk. Yeah. And so, I'm taking a mental image of this guy so I can describe him. Right. I'm calling 911. He's kicking in the woman's door. Right? Yeah. I mean, the woman's window. And then he starts kicking the door. And then he drops a couple of F-bombs at this dead woman. Man. Gets in his car and takes off. Wow. Yeah. And then Karen starts hitting me in the shoulder like, get in the car. We need to follow him. And I'm like, okay. And again, I wasn't the only one that followed him. I'm not going to take all the credit. Yeah. But we got in the car. We started following him. My mom hates this part of the story because she's like, why did you follow him? He could have had a gun. And I'm like, Mom, he killed somebody. He killed somebody. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we're driving behind him close enough. And luckily, I'm a tailgater anyway. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm used to driving closely behind people. Yeah. So I got close enough behind the guy to get his license plate number. Yeah. Kieran kept memorizing the number over and over and over, the license plate number. 
And then we called 911 back and gave a clear description of the car. Okay. Right? And the guy. And then went back to the scene because we wanted to see what happened. Yeah. We go back to the scene. The first cop that sees me and her, they're like, stay away, stay away, crime scene, crime scene. And we were like, but we were here. And then the cop's like, then come here. And then Karen gave the cop, you know, the driver's, the, the license plate number. Yeah. I described the cop. I, I, I described the guy. She described the guy. And the cops started asking questions. How did it happen? Where were you? What side of the street were you on? How close were you? And we were actually the first car at the stoplight. Oh, man. So you were like, you know, right there. Right there. Yeah. Right. And so as we're describing this, I asked, I go, so is she going to be okay? And the guy, the cop's like, doesn't look that way. You know, because in the episode we did with Ryan. Yeah. Paramedics could not say that somebody was actually dead. Right, right. You're you're saying only doctors can do that, right? Only doctors can do that. So the cop couldn't say, hey, she's dead. He could just say it doesn't look good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But obviously she was gone. Yeah. And her neck was broken, which is why it was laying back. Man. Right? And the sad thing is, what they found on the road in the intersection Mm. was her purse. They got thrown out. Oh, yeah, of the car, right. Yeah, of of the passenger window of the car. And she was a mom of four. Man. And this was on Christmas Eve. Wow. You know, and I just sat there thinking... Oh, my God. All the times you bitch about your disability, all the times you wish you could carry more, you wish you could do more, you wish you could be stronger than you are. This woman had four children, and she's gone. Yeah. It really brings it home, man. It really brings it home. Yeah, not only that, I mean, you know, what if you were just on the other side of the road? You know, like, it it could have been different for you in, in that aspect, too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, it could have been me. Yeah. Yeah, especially and, if you're right there, you know? Like, you you know, phew, man. And I know there's a certain randomness to the world we live in, but I also think that certain things just happen. Yeah. And certain people are kind of meant to be there. Yeah. And I'm not by any means saying that I was meant to see the woman die. However... I will say that because I had that experience, it really grounded me in my own life and made me think life is way more precious than we think it is. Totally. You know? Yeah. I mean, even now when Lena and Zoe say, Dad, you know, how old are you going to be when I'm 50? (laughs) (laughs) When you're 50, Daddy will be 93. (laughs) And, and, they go, 93, that's old. That's older than grandpa. That's older than grandpa. And I'm like, yeah, your grandpa's 79. You know? And they're like, will we still play? Will we still drive in your Porsche when you're 93? And, and I'm like, I can only hope, sweetie. I can only hope. But yeah. you never know. Yeah, yeah. You absolutely never know, which is why I try to live every single day, even the bad ones, when I want to give up and I hate life, and I, which is very rare. But everyone has those days. Oh, yeah, definitely. Even you have to have some of those days. Oh, yeah. Days. Oh, yeah. You know, when you're just like, life isn't fair, blah, 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 blah. And when I had those days, I realized 
man, am I an idiot. <laughs> I have two healthy children, an amazing wife. I live at the beach. I've got a dog, a dog that doesn't bark. on that note you realize Sunny has been my junior pilot on every single episode and we have not heard her one time no not at all right yeah she's the quietest dog I've ever had that's cool so I have these amazing things in my life a career I want friends that I love it's it's great yeah no I you know I didn't I, I hear what you're saying because we've been talking about doing a documentary on the things that I've been through, and I well, have, not talking about. We are yeah, doing yeah. a documentary that you've been through exactly, and, and so I, I had begun sort of rounding up, you know, people, and, and I, I actually talked to two of the doctors that were in the hospital the day, you know, the day that I got in the car accident, and like you said, Hamad, like the, it's the, things work them themselves out, you know, and. Um, the day I got in the accident, the hospital that I got brought to was actually doing a trauma drill that day. So, oh, really? Yes, really? Yeah. So all the doctors that needed to be there and nurses were already there before I even got my accident. So don't you think that that God or the universe or whatever you choose to believe did it? Did yeah. it? No, God definitely did. It was it was definitely arranged. And when I interviewed the doctors, they were just like, "Yeah, we know we're at this, we're at the trauma drill." And I was like, "Well, how many how many people are there total?" They're like, "I don't know, 13, 14 people." You know, like everyone and anyone that need to be in some sort of trauma. Like if there's like a huge like bus accident or like you know where lots of people get injured, all these people would be there. And so he was like, you know, we're doing that. We're kind of in the midst of this trauma drill. And all of a sudden you come flying in on a stretcher. The EMTs are crashing through the doors with you on a stretcher. And we're just like, it's go time. And, you know, they, they, they patched me up. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot more details, but it's just like after he like, I obviously I knew I kind of understood what happened. I went through it, but I didn't know what was going down at that point. And, and hearing just them talk about it, it's like, man, I, I should, I, you know, I easily say all the time, like, oh, I should, I should have died. I shouldn't be alive still. But hearing them talk about it, it's like, I really should have died. But yeah, absolutely. And that's the reason you didn't, because you are, you were meant to live. Yeah. You were meant to have the life you have. You're meant to do everything that you're doing right now in your life. Yeah. And just, and like that, that made me reflect on just like how, like you said, how precious it is. It's, it, we, we can take our lives so for granted or, or easily be disappointed with whatever in our life. But it's just like, man, it, it, you know, you, you need those reminders every now and then, I think. Yeah, you do. And I'll tell you something that I was not going to share on this podcast at all. I was going to tell you after we stopped recording. But I feel, you know, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Why not share it? So... Jonathan wanted to do a documentary. I offered to produce it and, and co-direct it with him and co-write it with him, which yeah. we're doing. Yeah. And to give props for props to do, your son is also going to be one of the directors, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's going to be a magical journey. But ever since you've been telling me the last several weeks about meeting with these doctors, yeah. I started to ask myself in my mind, hey, you should really do a document, not documentary. I should really do a TV series or a movie about my life. Yeah. Right. To to share my experience with people and to let people know 
that it isn't that bad. No matter what you're going through, it's really not that bad because there are magic moments in life and all you have to do is capture them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'll tell you what happened. The thing that I wasn't going to share in this podcast, I'll tell you what happened yesterday that just was one of those epiphanies. I was driving uh, yesterday, one of my nieces, um, actually my only niece, (laughs) (laughs) yesterday my niece was in town from Oregon, so I pulled Lena and Zoe out of summer camp to go have lunch with the niece, Yeah, right, with Mia, and after lunch, Lena and Zoe fell asleep in the car because there was 90 minutes of traffic. Yeah. And I had the bare naked ladies on. And for some odd reason, I started thinking about your documentary, which incidentally is going to be called Vision, the Jonathan Nato story. Mm. Love that title. <laughs> Love that title, which is also the title of your book, right? Yes. Yeah. So we are driving in heavy L.A. traffic, listening to bare naked ladies while the girls sleep. And I had this image of what happened when I became disabled, mm. you know, and we've done a podcast on it. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about how the incident happened and all that. Yeah. We talked about it, but I, I started thinking about it, like the guilt my dad would have for, you know, just turning around momentarily Yeah, and not noticing that I was about to fall off of a bed and, you know, the, the, the pain and all that stuff happening to an infant. Yeah. And I got this overwhelming feeling that I had to write immediately. Yeah. That the time for talking about doing it someday soon was over. Yeah. And I had to do it. Totally. And Jonathan, I'm telling you, I spent the next 90 minutes in traffic bawling my eyes out. Mm. And I am so happy that Lena and Zoe weren't awake <laughs> because they'd be like, Dad, why are you crying? Yeah. And I couldn't say, I'm crying because I'm about to write the story of my life. Because <laughs> they'd be like, huh? <laughs> right? right. And, and the, reason I wasn't cr- the reason I was crying wasn't because I was sad. I wasn't sad at all. I was probably the happiest I've been in a very long time. Mm. The reason I was tearing and crying is because I knew that to make the show work, I have to go deep. Yeah. I have to go yeah. real deep. Yeah. And going deep, as you know, is painful. Oh, yeah. And the difference between sharing your pain and glossing over it is a difference between something that gets purchased and gets on television and between you just talking about your life and it goes nowhere. Right. Totally. Don't you think? Absolutely. But you know what I'm doing, Jonathan, is it's a really tragic tale in the beginning. But just like these podcasts, I am littering it with positivity and humor. Yeah, yeah. You have to, right? No, totally, totally. You have to. But I agree. You know, one thing that I told my wife yesterday Mm. that really brought it all home to me? I was telling her, I I said, Shahina, I cried all the way home. And she's like, Why? Then I told her, I go, I'm going to start writing Limping on Cloud Nine, the TV series. Yeah. Right? And she goes, great, but why are you crying? And then, you know, I told her why about the emotion. And 
she goes, you, you guys really love that podcast. And I'm like, yeah, I do. Maybe you should listen to it. (laughs) 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 But, But no, what I was telling her is I go, listen, Shahina, we don't know if the podcast is ever going to get a sponsor or if it's just going to be a wonderful therapeutic thing we do for ourselves. Right? Yeah, totally. But, but you know what we do know and what I know, and I'm sure Jonathan knows too? Jonathan, when you and I are dead and buried, right? Yeah. Our grandchildren will always have these podcasts. Right. If they ever want to hear what their dad thought of in the summer of 2017. Right. Or the winter or fall or the winter or spring of 2017, they'll know. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. And so if this goes nowhere else, it's worth it, man. Totally. And if we can, if we can help one or two or three people out there or more, that's even better. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But if nothing else, we're leaving a social media tattoo <laughs> of our lives. Yeah. Right? It's, a, it's quite the archival process. Yeah, it's kind of cool, though. Yeah, I like totally, it. totally. It's kind of cool. But on that note, my friend, um, I wanted to – I'm glad that this podcast took the turn that it did. I started off with Karen and the lady that passed away. Yeah. But I'm glad we dove into how important it is to really live your life because you never know when it's going to end. No. You never do. I, w- I wouldn't have thought that day in 1992 that was possibly going to be my last day. Well, it wasn't your last day. In many ways, it was your first. Uh, totally, but you know, I, I mean, if it if it would have went the other direction, I, I walking out my door that day, I never would have been like, "Oh, I'm going to die today." You know, yeah, it's like, kind of crazy. Yeah. When do you remember? The, I'm sorry. Do you, it, was, it was November, right? Yeah, it was November fifteenth. So it was a. Uh, it, it, no, There's no snow on the ground or anything. It was actually kind of what we call like a, you know, almost like a, a an Indian an Indian summer maybe. Like it was pretty warm out considering it was the middle of November. Yeah, that is uh, that is wild. But, you know, for people out there cringing and saying, my God, how can these guys talk about their tragedies so jov- in a jovial manner? I still, at my age today, I still believe being disabled was the single greatest thing that ever happened to me, yeah. bar none. Yeah, no, I mean, if I, if I never lost my sight, I, w- I would probably literally have nothing that I have now. I wouldn't be... I, I, the only reason why I met my wife is because I got my car accident. Getting in the car accident drove me to being in a band, and being in a band in a roundabout way, was I was able to meet my wife because of that. And because of that, we have five children and so on and so forth. So, I mean, I, I've told her time and time again, if I knew now, if I knew then what I know now, I would do it all over again. Yeah, I would too. And you know what's funny? My mom... Always, oh my God, my God, my God. I was waiting. I was waiting for the podcast that I could throw this in. Can I say something? <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay, so my wife's a doctor, right? Yeah. Two days ago, Zoe takes my wife's glasses, my wife wears glasses. Yeah. Zoe takes Shahina's glasses and puts them on. Okay. And walks over to me and she goes, Daddy, I'm Dr. Zadie. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, Dr. Zadie, how you doing, Zoe Zadie, Dr. Zadie? What's going on? And she grabs my left hand. Zoe does. Yeah. And she goes, Daddy, I'm going to fix your hand. And I, I got so emotional, but I couldn't show her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, great, Zobear. Fix my hand. And she goes, I know how, Dad. I know how. And I go, great. Tell me how. And she goes, too much sugar. 
<laughs> out, out of the blue. Too much sugar. And then I'm like, what? And she goes, you drink too much Dr. Pepper, Daddy. You need to drink more milk and more water and cut the Dr. Pepper down. And you'll be fine. So... As long as I live, my friend, I will never forget that, man. Yeah, no, I totally. will never forget that. <laughs> Too much sugar. Has, has mommy been talking to you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, you know, it's funny. Our other daughter, Lena, walks over and she goes, I could just cut your hand off, Dad. Oh, I'm there, like, there. what? <laughs> she goes, no, no, I'll cut it off. I'll just cut it off. And then I'll fix it and I'll bring it back. You know, like, no, thank you, Lena. <laughs> And stay away from the knives, yeah. honey. Stay you're, away you're, from the knives. You're not going down the route of MD, and Zoe has a good possibility. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, I wanted to throw that in because I, you know, as Jonathan says, he would not be the person, he would not have his family and his life and his wife mm. without his, his, you being blind? Yeah, yeah. I jokingly, half-heartedly always say, I clearly would not have amazing Lakers tickets and great parking spots without mine. <laughs> exactly. So I cherish mine as much as Jonathan cherishes his. <laughs> Definitely. On that note, that wraps up today's edition. All Thank right. you so much, people, for listening. Yes, and don't forget, check us out in iTunes. Check us out on Google Play, Stitcher Radio, YouTube. Don't forget, 59 Seconds of Cloud9, also on uh, iTunes, Google Play. And uh, don't forget, check out ToysAccessible.com. You know what goes on there. You, um, we're assuming you've listened to a handful of episodes. Check out ToysAccessible.com. Absolutely, and if you want to reach out to us, you can always email info at limpingoncloud9.com. That's info at limpingoncloud9.com. And everyone, thank you for listening and downloading. We'll talk to you next episode. See ya.